Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Today, you'll hear a conversation I had with Lauren all about EFT tapping and how it relates to spirituality, how you can use it in your spiritual practice, all that good stuff. I learned a lot from this conversation with Lauren about this topic. I've been really excited to explore it recently, so super excited to bring this episode to you as well. Also, I totally spaced and forgot to ask her where people can find her at the end of the interview like I usually do, but as always, I'll have all of her links down in the show notes for you. Enjoy, and remember, don't be afraid to open your door. This week's episode is sponsored by our friends by Modestine a lifestyle wellness brand promoting self-care and healing through tea rituals and traditional mindfulness practices. Use code BYMODESTINE for 15% off your next order. I have personally tried a few of these blends and they are delicious and beautifully blended and they feel so spiritual. I'll put the discount code in the show notes for you. Enjoy the show. Today we're welcoming Lauren to Opening the Door. Lauren Frontiera is a soul connector and intuition guide who guides soul-led humans back to their divine knowing so they can lead their life with more trust and faith and less fear and doubt. Specializing in spiritual hypnotherapy and EFT tapping, Lauren uses the magic of ancient energetic healing and hypnosis as a soul consciousness conduit to support the multidimensionality of this human experience. Her work bridges the journey of healing and awakening to support you in living the life your soul is here to live. Lauren, welcome to Opening the Door. Thank you, Haley. So, so happy to have you here. EFT tapping is something that is so interesting to me, and I've been seeing it pop up so much. And then I saw your account pop up, I think just on my For You page or something. And I was like, ooh. The listeners are going to love this. Um, And I just like loved your energy and and just everything that you're sort of bringing to the space that you've created. So really excited to have you on. I'm so excited to get to chat with you. It's such an honor, my love. So let's start sort of with your spiritual journey. Tell me a little bit about where your spiritual journey started and how did you get to this sort of amazing place in your practice where you're able to, you know, lead people also through journeys? Mm -hmm. It's so funny. It's so funny to like reflect on life in this way, you know, because looking back, I mean, it was just such a messy journey as so many are like, it was just so much of my own journey influenced the work I do today. So it really started out with like deep healing work in my life. I grew up in Christian spaces and in, you know, traditional religious spaces. And so that's all that I'd known. And graduated college, moved away. And I started like finding myself though. I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time. Right. And as I did that, I started to sort of move and shift away and, and really like question and ponder the beliefs about like life that I had really just been handed. Like I'd never question them super deeply. I just been handed them. And so I started questioning them. And that was around the same time that a lot of just like difficult life experiences were coming up and, you know, traumatic experiences from my earlier years were coming up. And I was in this space where my anxiety, I didn't even know the word anxiety at the time. 
this is all connected to the to the spirituality by the way but like at the time I didn't even know the word anxiety I just knew that like what I was experiencing I did not feel that I had the capacity to experience it I was trying to get through the day without having panic attacks I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to move forward I was also in this weird space of like okay I don't think that, that, that religion and those beliefs align with me anymore, but I don't even, I, I don't even have words for what I do believe. And I remember having conversations with family and they'd be like, well, what do you believe? And I'm like, Ugh, like, how do I, like, I could feel it, but I couldn't verbalize it, you know? So at the time getting to this like impasse in my life or like this, what felt like a wall, which was like, I don't know how to move forward from here. These emotions are so big and I do not feel big enough to contain them to hold them to move through them I don't know how to move forward um I started to seek out therapy for the first time and as I started doing that work in therapy and I think this happens for so many people it's like either we start out down the spiritual awakening path and that leads us deeper into our healing journey or we start out down the healing path like doing deep healing work and that leads to our spiritual awakening like they're so intertwined and connected and so as I started doing that really deep healing work um, and started finding spaces and places and teachers who were sharing about spirituality, it just all started to click. Like I started to like awaken my own divine connection or really, and really when I say awaken, like remember, right? It was always there, but like I started to become aware of and having these experiences and it's like, what's happening and how do I put a word to this? And where things really sort of bloomed for me I was in a course at the time about living a more aligned life and what is alignment and intuition. And during some of the live calls, this one book kept getting mentioned by people in the course and it's The Journey of Souls and by Michael Newton. And after it was mentioned a couple of times, I was like, okay, I hear you universe loud and clear. I need to get this book. I knew that it was about reincarnation. I knew nothing else. And I also had no foundational awareness of like, reincarnation other than like growing up Christian and and like that being some weird thing reserved for other religions. Like that was all my understanding was. And I got this book and like Haley, I couldn't put it down. Like literally I read it in 24 hours and it was just like remembering all of these things that I didn't even know I'd forgotten. And that was really like the conscious beginning of my awakening. And I mean, the journey has just been like a winding river and circles and all the you know, intertwined shapes ever since. But yeah, that's that's where it started. Amazing. I, I love how information can come through in such unique ways for everybody in their journey. Like you kept hearing just about some some book and then it, it sort of like, you know, not changed your life, but it enlightened your a different sort of part of you. And I I just love how information can come through in so many different ways for people to like whatever people need whatever way it needs to come through it's going to come through and and I love that so totally it always does right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's get straight into EFT tapping because this is what we're here for I'm so excited to talk about so first can can we get a definition can you tell us what EFT tapping is Yeah. So first of all, I refer to it mainly as tapping. EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. Um, Tapping is sort of the nickname, but you hear a lot of people refer to it as tapping. It is a combination of ancient Chinese acupressure and modern day psychology. So like if we break that down just a little bit, like acupressure is simply stimulating meridian points on the body. 
So the practice tapping is more modern day in its current evolution. Um, it came about like in the nineties, but the roots of it are ancient and it, it, it is a more simplified practice of TFT, which is another practice that again is based in the same foundational beliefs and understandings, working with energy, modern day psychology. Um, but tapping EFT tapping is specifically meant to be a very simplified process that guides us through a limited number of tapping points. And in doing that, we cover all of the meridians. So instead of having to go and spend like months studying and understanding what are the different meridians and like, what are they connected to? And um, where should I be tapping specifically for this specific physical, mental, or emotional challenge? Um, you can simply tap through all of them, right? It's sort of, it's a simplified tool that we can give to anyone to use, but it combines psychology and energy. It's an energetic practice. So cool. I think just something that I'm thinking about as you're talking about how this is a much more ancient thing than we're seeing just sort of pop up on TikTok and Instagram. I just find it so interesting that sort of different healing modalities or different mo like healing moments or, or something can be like all of a sudden popularized. Like it's so interesting to me. Like, what do you think about that? Do you think it's because that's what the world needs right now? Like, do you think it's sort of an energy pushing through to popularize it? Or, or I don't know. What do you think about that? That's interesting because like as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, well, of course something would come back into the collective conscious when we're ready for it, right? And in a and I do think that tapping is becoming much more mainstream. I still don't think it's quite as mainstream as like meditation. Like there's still a lot of people like, what is this? And it's kind of weird. And I'm tapping on random points in my body. But I do think that like in the next five to 10 years, it will be incredibly mainstream, like as mainstream as meditation is in Western culture now. But I, yeah, I think. If our souls have access, right, or on a, on a divine level, we have access to all of this information. I believe it begins to like bubble up to the surface in a very like more powerful collective conscious way, like more people becoming aware of it when we're ready for it, right? Like, like just like our own healing journeys, like those downloads, those messages come through, read this book, do this thing, try that when we're ready for it. I think the same is true in a like collective way for all of humanity. Like when we as humanity rise to a certain level and we're ready for this next level or this next, you know, wave of practice of awareness and it begins to bubble up. Yeah. So cool. I love that. Yeah. That was just something that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Two questions. What can we use e like EFT tapping for? What are some of its common like uses? Mm -hmm. And if you do it alone, can you do it wrong? Mm, oh, so good. Okay. First of all, can, if you're alone, can you do it wrong? No, there's no way. There's no wrong way to use tapping. There's no, I want to say that again. Like there's no wrong way to use tapping. There's also nothing wrong that you can possibly say while tapping while there are different processes and structures that you can use or phrases that you can use that may be really incredible and powerful in helping you experience certain shifts, there's no wrong way to use it. And there's nothing wrong you can possibly say while doing it. Um, oh, I lost the first question, Haley. <laughs> um, uh, what are some of its common sort of uses? Yes. So here's the other thing. You can really use tapping for every, like for everything. I've yet to find something that you can't use it for. If something's coming up and you're like, Ooh, I have a curiosity. I wonder if I could use tapping for this. Try it. Most people, like some of the common things you hear people using tapping for, and most people find tapping 
tests for anxiety. Like I see this time and time again, the reason being, and you know, we can deep dive now or later into this, like what's actually happening as you tap, but you're actually calming. One of the things that's happening is you're calming the nervous system. So you're shifting the body out of the sympathetic nervous system, which is where we're at in that high stress state and into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the system of rest and restoration homeostasis in the body. So it's just incredibly calming to the mind and body. Um, so a lot of people find it for anxiety. And use it for things like anxiety, stress, overwhelm. Um, some of the other common things you'll hear people using it for are fears and phobias, um, shifting, healing, fears and phobias, limiting beliefs. It can be used for lots of physical symptoms of dis-ease in the body, right? When energy becomes stuck and stagnant and creates a physical outcome of that or effect of that. So yeah, those are the things that you hear most commonly in terms of how to use tapping or what to use it for. Yeah. And you really prompted this because somehow this isn't on my question list, but yeah, let's talk a little bit about what is happening with our body and maybe our mind too, when we are in, in a tapping session. Totally. It's so incredible. Like I also have to say here for anyone who's like, this is the first time you're hearing about tapping and you're like, what is this? Or maybe you've like scrolled across a video of someone tapping and you're like, what the heck is happening? The first time I ever saw a tapping video, I had no awareness of it whatsoever. And I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw someone who in hindsight probably creates, created videos very similar to the videos I now create today, which is funny. And I just remember being like, this is weird. And I kept scrolling. Like I didn't ask questions. I didn't think, I was just like, what is this? And then a couple months later, again, life always has like such a funny sense of humor. I ended up signing up for a certification um, in several different modalities. Tapping was included. I was least interested in tapping and I was most skeptical of it. And it ended up being the one that became most transformative for me personally. And then for my clients, as I started sharing it, but I share that because I didn't understand what was actually happening. I was just like, okay, you're tapping on random points on the body. Cool. But there's so much that's happening as you're doing it. So on an energetic level, right? Because I share that it's rooted in um, traditional Chinese medicine, right? And this, it's an energetic practice. When you tap on the meridian points, they're not just random points on the body. You are literally working with your energy. So on an energetic level, energy can, it, everything is energy. Even though we look like these like solid physical bodies, right? Everything, like even we are made up of these tiny vibrating particles of energy, every thought, every belief, every emotion, every experience you've had, your body has experienced as energy. And what can happen is energy can become stuck or stagnant in the body. So I like to use the metaphor of like a highway. Like if you think about the highways that we drive on, right? Sometimes that like it's open and free flowing and you're able to drive freely and that energy, the cars, the traffic is just flowing freely. Other times the traffic becomes stalled or slowed, right? Like a rush hour. The same thing can happen within our bodies. An example of like what this actually feels like is like, think of a moment in your life where maybe you were somewhere around a lot of people. Maybe you got some news that left you feeling that brought up a lot of grief or sadness or even anger, whatever it may be. But because you're in this space around a lot of strangers, you don't feel safe to like allow that emotion to rise, to like allow yourself to cry, right? In that moment, if we were to slow way down, there's almost this like tightening and this pushing down of that emotion, that energy, right? Emotions are energy and motion that's rising. And that energy, if we're not processing it, can become stuck. It can become blocked, stagnant, held within the body. This happens when we don't feel safe um, to process an emotion or 
an experience when we don't know how to, right? When we're younger and we're not given the right tools. Um, there's lots of different things that lead to like unprocessed emotion and trauma energy held in the body. So as you are tapping, you're actually freeing up that flow of energy. That traffic on your energetic highway is being freed and you're creating a more powerful, easeful, just natural flow of energy. So it's sort of like shaking loose a stuck ball in a tube, right? Um, this is why a lot of people experience some type of release while tapping. You may feel really emotional. You may cry. You may feel heat rising. You may feel tingles. It's really common to like yawn or burp a lot while tapping or just feel the need to like move or shake, right? As that energy moves. So we're freeing up the flow of energy in terms of the nervous system. Like I was sharing, we're actually calming the nervous system. Tapping is incredible for just healing and regulating the nervous system. And then in terms of the mind-body connection, when it comes to like, like how does tapping actually work to reprogram limiting beliefs or heal these fears and phobias, we're actually reprogramming the mind-body connection. So when the mind learns to respond to stimuli and say, hey, there is danger, right? trigger the fight flight response in the body, right? Like danger is ahead, must stay safe. Yet there are so many things that are not truly life-threatening that we now experience that response to. And that can be rooted in past experiences or past trauma or beliefs or things we were told to believe about ourselves or the world. And so what happens is we actually tap through those things. And we can also do this in working with memories. I see this a lot with like one-on-one clients, memories that we hold on to, or even thoughts future memories, like about what, how the future may unfold can trigger so much fear and trigger that fight flight response in the body. As we are tapping, we are actually reprogramming that response. So we're communicating to the part of the brain that's responsible for sending out that signal. Hey, I'm safe. Everything's okay. So this, this fear of actually speaking up and sharing my truth that literally had me wanting to like crawl into a ball and go hide. My body's not realizing, oh, it's safe for my heart to stay open. It's safe for me to take up space here. It's actually safe for me to speak this truth. And it's safe for me to feel a little scared as I do that, right? So yeah, energetically, nervous system-wise, mind-body connection, so much magic swirling as you're tapping. Amazing. (laughs) Can can it be used to, like, I know a lot of people are sort of being, feeling really called towards shadow work recently, sort of like, I feel like it's also sort of a collective thing that's really sort of bubbling through right now. Can tapping be used to move through, unconscious thoughts, like thoughts that, you know what I mean? Like sort of those deep rooted sort of shadowy parts of us that might be harder to access. Totally. A lot of times, like the way that I teach and share tapping, especially when you're not using a script, right? So when you're tapping on your own, or if you're like working with a tapping practitioner, like when I'm guiding someone one-on-one, I have you eyes closed, tapping through tuning in. It's a very somatic embodied experience, tuning into your own energy, right? A lot of stuff will rise from the subconscious because you sort of enter into this trance-like state. Your nervous system's calming, your eyes are closed, you're tuning in, you're going within. So for a lot of people, memories come up there, right? That they weren't expecting from the subconscious or those those thoughts that are right below the surface. So, right. I'm thinking, Hey, I want to speak up. I want to share my thought, my opinion, my belief on this, but all of a sudden I'm wanting to crawl into a ball. There's so much that's happening underneath the surface there, like thoughts that you're not speaking out loud or maybe not even consciously aware of. Yes. So as you're doing this, as you are tapping, a lot of times you may start a tapping session where you're like, okay, I'm just feeling scared, but I don't really know why, or maybe I don't know like what's deeper, what's coming up here. 
Um, and as you start tapping in, you're going to notice so much more coming up from those deeper spaces and places. Mm, amazing. It sounds like it can be so useful for a lot of different types of healing, but also just for like stepping into your most amazing self or like your, 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 your power and stuff like that. It feels like it can really be used for sort of shedding almost like just the shit that you don't want to take with you into your, your best life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The way I talk about that, because the way that I teach and share tapping is from a very spiritual perspective is that you are this infinite soul, right? This infinite being that is the core of who you are. And if you imagine, again, the cheer, the energy that we're working with and tapping is really your soul's essence, your soul's energy. And as we move through this life and even prior lifetimes, we take on things that are not our purest essence or not aligned with our greatest truths, right? Different experiences, doubts, beliefs, shoulds from others, all of that stuff. And if you think about that as sort of like each one of those, you know, beliefs or doubts or areas of shame or trauma as like a different layer of clothing. And like, imagine having on like a hundred or a thousand different shirts, right? Eventually you begin to not know who am I? Like, is, is this, is this me? Like I, I've lived among these layers for so long, perhaps I am the layers or is there even anyone underneath that? And as you begin to shed those layers, just like you were, like you were literally saying this, right? As we begin to do this, we come into greater connection with our soul, with intuition. This is why like our healing and awakening is so deeply connected because you can't possibly do the healing work without also awakening this deeper connection with yourself and your soul. Like it's going to happen. And that allows you to lead, like to live your best life, to live in your best life being like the lifetime that your soul was like this this is what I'm coming here to experience. Like, this is what I'm ready for. Right. Like releasing what's getting in the way of you actually doing that. Mm, yeah. That leads perfectly into my next question, which is sort of like, if you want to sort of, you, you touched on it a little bit with that answer, but if you want to elaborate a little bit more, like what's the connection between tapping and the spiritual work that you do? Mm, yeah. So that's like the first foundational piece is um, that you are this infinite soul, like this infinite being, right? And as you move through this life, undoubtedly, we take on things that are not our own, that are not our greatest truth, that are not, that end up creating blocks for us later on um, that prevent us from, or hold us back from living the life that we're here to live, right? I believe that you chose to experience this lifetime for a reason and there's so much here for you and yet so often so much gets in the way right of actually feeling able to live that life to speak your truth to feel free to be you to um, do the things that you deeply desire to live without letting fear of what others think or judgment get in the way and living from your intuition, like so many of us, like we've been, we've spent decades, years being taught how to look outside of ourselves for the answers, to ask others for confirmation and validation over our own choices, right? Rather than looking within. And I believe we all are these infinite beings who can tap into divine guidance and our intuition in any given moment and know this is the right next step for me. Like, this is it. And, and we often do already know that it's that feeling of like, 
my God, I must do this. Like, I, ha- I, I don't know why I can't explain why, like, I know it doesn't make any logical sense, but I know that I must do this thing, even though it's scary or even though it feels overwhelming, or even though I don't even know how to begin. Right. And so it's this coming home to yourself of remembering, I do have this powerful knowing within me. All of the answers are within me and they rise when I am ready for them. But how can I be open to them, right? In order to connect with intuition, we have to have a calm nervous system because our bodies, these incredible physical cocoons are the vessel to that divine connection. But if our bodies are in this state of like, trying to just keep us alive and like, like in, in a space of fear, that is the first priority. Like the rest just is going to sort of fall away, right? Because you are just, your body is so focused on keeping you alive. But if we can calm the nervous system and the body goes, ah, yes, I'm safe here. Then we can fully arrive in the present moment, no longer trapped in those thoughts and memories of the past or trapped in the thoughts and memories of what may be in the future, but we can arrive fully in the present moment, which is where that divine connection exists and fully be there. The other thing too, is like, I don't, and and I think I shared about this a little earlier, but it's like, you can't, the awakening work is always going to guide you back to the healing work. Like anytime I guide someone through a past life regression or journey or Um, connecting with their spirit guides, like it always ends up leading to healing work, shadow work, whatever you want to call it that needs to be done. Like this is your purpose, but this fear is getting in your way. You need to release it and let it go. Cool. How do I do that? How the heck do I actually do that? Right? Well, tapping is a beautiful practice for doing that. Or, um, you know, there is this, this, this fear that's rooted in multiple lifetimes in order to fulfill your purpose in this lifetime. Like you have to heal that fear. So yeah, it's all, I mean, for me, it's all deeply woven and connected. Like it's spiritual in every facet. And so too is this human experience, you know? Yes. I, yeah, I think sometimes in the spirituality space, people really want to sort of separate human in quotes experiences and spiritual experiences. And I think realizing that being here in our body is a spiritual experience, Mm. Um, like living our life. And I know like sometimes our everyday lives don't feel spiritual at all. If you, especially if you work like a nine to five and you're commuting and you're writing stupid little emails about things you feel like don't really matter, you know, like all that stuff. And just sort of remembering that like it's all connected, I think is so important. Like, why would it be, why would it be disconnected? You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really make any sense. I sort of, I like to see it as a spider web. Like everything is just sort of like really beautifully connected. And like, of course it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said that too, because I think that we have this, like, like this belief that like, well, it's only spiritual if it's just like super magical and like flowy and all the good things. Like, yes, like that, that's there too. Totally. But like, the dark parts are a part of it as well, right? Like the hard parts are a part of it as well. I also, I don't know why I feel like super compelled to share this. I'm going to share this because maybe someone needs to hear it or it's connected in some way. But um, I was working with a beautiful student who's in my membership the other day and um, they had this incredible experience connecting with their higher self and feeling this deeper level of embodiment. And it ended up triggering all of this fear around an ego death 
and this feeling that like this part of me, I have to let go of in order to move forward. This part of me has to die. And that is terrifying. And I feel ready, but I also feel terrified of losing this part of myself. And like, I don't know what that looks like. And I think that like, this is where it's not about separation. It's not about like separating from parts of ourselves. It's about like, like creating a more connected, aligned, aware whole, right? Our ego, like what we label as the ego is just a collection of the parts of us that we have taken on in this lifetime that are not necessarily our highest truths, but we're still here in this human experience. If you were meant to just and I do believe that there is like an evolution happening on a consciousness level. And yet our soul still chose to incarnate in this human experience for a reason. There's a reason that we're here to experience duality. And it's not that we need to take these parts of us and go, ooh, get out of here in order for me to just have these spiritual experiences and enjoy the magic of it. You do not belong. This fear does not belong. This ego does not belong. It's about creating a space of acceptance and wholeness and allowing that part of you to feel safe within you and to know that it's all welcome here. Right. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, we're not killing off parts of ourselves. We're not trying to get rid of any parts of ourselves. And I see this time and time again, like when we do that, it just softens what felt like this massive fear, this massive ego, actually, it feels like a young child throwing a temper tantrum and then being like, oh wait, I'm still loved. I'm safe here. Okay. I can calm. I can be held. I don't have to throw a fit. I can just be because I belong to. Mm. Oh, wow. Yes. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. That was, I mean, I think it fits perfectly just sort of talking about wholeness and yeah, it's, it's also feels so freeing to feel like you don't have to dissolve or reject parts of you too. It just is like, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're here to be more free, I think. And um, yeah, that, that's just a freeing thought to think like you don't have to um, reject or cut off or dissolve whatever words you want to use, um, you know, parts of yourself, even your ego, you know, it's there to, it wants to protect you. It wants you to be safe. And sometimes it can steer you wrong if that's the only thing you're listening to. But, um, yeah, I would love to dig into this part of your bio a little bit more and I'm going to read it back because it's just like got so much juiciness in it. So, um, this part is Lauren uses the magic of ancient energetic healing and hypnosis as soul, as a soul consciousness conduit to support the multidimensionality of this human experience, which I think we've touched on a bunch of this throughout this conversation, but I'm wondering if you want to sort of like expand upon this and and what that means to you. Yeah. I'm like, what parts and pieces? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in terms of like the multidimensionality of you, like that's really just speaking to like, you're not just a human, Mm -hmm. right? You're not just the you experiencing this human experience. You're not just you having these thoughts and feelings you're also not just an infinite soul like or an infinite being like you are all of it like there are just these multi-dimensional aspects of who you are and I also believe because of that like if you envision life as a series of dimensions that we exist within and move and shift through you have the ability to access these other dimensions of awareness, right? Like you have the ability to connect with spirit. You have the ability to awaken this connection with um, your spirit guides, like your divine team who is guiding you from the non-physical realms. Like you have the ability to tap into and connect with all of it. 
the other piece of it, and I'm like pulling out like specific words because it's so interesting having you like read that back. Like when I talk about like soul consciousness conduit, like I don't do traditional hypnotherapy work. I specialize specifically in spiritual hypnotherapy, which is just using hypnosis as a conduit to connect with soul, to connect with spirit. So that can look like past life regression, which is part of my work. Um, It also can look like connecting with your spirit guides, which is a part of my work or guiding people through connecting with loved ones from this lifetime who have transitioned and realizing, oh, wow, this, this connection still exists here between me and them, even though they're no longer here in the physical, right? And yeah. hypnosis like is really just a deep state of consciousness and awareness that like if anyone's ever like done meditation before you drop into, right? Like you can you can do that on your own. So yeah, I don't know if that explains it more or if you have like any other questions, but so much of my work feels very intuitive, like because we don't really know where it's going to go. Right. It's not yeah. just like walking out and being like, oh, the road goes straight. And then we turn left and then we go right from here. And like, I'm sure, you know, that with your own work and experiences, like, it's just very, you never know where it's going to lead. And I think like, that's, that's part of the, the intention is like, how do we ourselves get there in our life journey? Like, how can we find a space where we can trust the uncertainty enough mm-hmm. to just intuitively flow with life and trust the unfolding. Mm, yes. Yeah. Does that answer? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, I love all your thoughts and yeah, I just wanted people to sort of hear a little bit more about that because I think it's, you know, it feels, it feels like a hinge of your work, you know, it feels very, very important to your work. Yeah. So what are some ways that people like listeners, me and you can sort of connect further with our soul's purpose and like living the life that we are here to live? Mm-hmm. I think that like the most important thing we can do also sounds like the most simple, which I think this is true of life. I think like the greatest truths of life um, and the most profound truths of life hide in plain sight. Like they are the most simple, but I think the most important thing is cultivating your connection with your intuition, with your soul and allowing yourself to create the space to do that. I like, and, and this is just like any other relationship in your life. If you and I are sitting here (laughs) talking like we are, and I am just like running in and out of my office and you're like trying to ask me questions, but like I'm only half listening to them and I'm like so busy and my, you know, I'm like talking to other people and I've got stuff going on. Like you and I aren't actually able to connect. Like I can't slow down. I can't look you in the eyes. I can't hear what you're saying. I can't ask questions in in return. I can't then slow down when you ask me a question and go, hmm, how does that feel? what do I want to say? Right. And yet we try to do that with our intuition and with our soul. And then we go, why don't I know what I'm supposed to be doing? Or like, why don't I feel like this connection is more clear? Right. It's just like cultivating that relationship with your soul and your intuition, which will allow you to feel more clear on your purpose, which will allow you to, to live the life that you deeply desire to live a more empowered, more free life. You have to cultivate that connection And so it looks like slowing down and connecting Mm. with yourself, which again is like, it feels like, like it feels like so simple. And yet it also is quite challenging because in 
the world we live in and the fast pace and the movement, like it requires so much intentionality to be like, I'm going to slow down for five minutes every morning and I'm going to tap or I'm going to do whatever I need to do to just like calm my nervous system and close my eyes and tune in and like ask questions or receive guidance. Like that's where it starts because the, like no one outside of you can tell you what your purpose is. No one outside of you can give you those answers. And even, even if they can, even if they do, there's nothing quite like the power of you, like cultivating that connection for yourself and cultivating oh, that trust in yourself. Yes. You're, I love the way you worded that. Like there is really nothing quite like that. Absolutely love that. Let's talk a little bit about trust and faith versus fear and doubt, which is also something mentioned in your bio. So what are some tips that you might have from your spiritual practitioner perspective for listeners to move from maybe a place of fear and doubt, um, like wondering, can I, can I live the life that I dream of? Can I live the life that my soul came here to live? Um, can I live the life of my wildest dreams that those types of, those are sort of limiting beliefs um, and questions. And how can we sort of shift into trust and faith in the universe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On one hand, I think that like a huge part of the work, and I think the biggest, like one of the biggest parts of our like spiritual work so that we can trust, right? And we can feel connected and we can live from that place is doing the work to release what is no longer aligned with that, right? And I use the word release, but again, like I was saying earlier, it's not this like, we're not, everything's energy and energy can neither be created nor destroyed. It can only be transformed. So even if we're working with a fear, we're not like, how do I get this fear out of me and throw it away? Right. What's actually happening is like a transformation. Like, um, we're using the process of alchemy to transform that fear into something that is in highest service of you, right. Freeing up that flow of blocked energy. So really like getting clear on like, what is getting in my way? And like, can I name that? And can I, can I acknowledge that? And can I find practices that will support me in healing that and clearing that and releasing that? This is a huge part of the work that I, I use tapping for and, and that I teach tapping for, because I do, there, there's, there's no right way. So like trust the practices you feel called to, but I do believe that the tapping is like one of the most profound and powerful practices for doing that work. The mm-hmm. other part of that though, and like, I see this a lot with the like beautiful people that I get to work with is that like, oftentimes we doubt the experiences, right? We doubt um, the connection. We're like, was I just making this up in my head? Is this really my intuition? Why do I feel still feel scared, right? On the one hand with doubt specifically, like doubt is just an innocent curiosity. Like underneath that doubt is an innocent curiosity. And so a lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, I doubt this. Like, I'm like, I must change this doubt or something is wrong with me. No, 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 no. If we can soften and accept the doubt, we can notice like, oh, actually the doubt is just calling me into a greater space of trust through this curiosity, right? It's causing me to spend time questioning. Is this true? Is this real? Can I believe this? Can I trust myself? And through that process, you cultivate more trust with yourself. And then when it comes to fear, like, fear, I like often see and feel like when when fear comes up for us, we're like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. This wasn't the right choice. 
clearly I missed something because if this was my intuition, if it was aligned, it should just be, everything should be easy peasy, lemon squeezy, and I should feel no fear at all. And that's just not true because your intuition is going to guide you like straight through these experiences of discomfort, not because your intuition wants you to feel uncomfortable or not because living the life you desire to feel should feel uncomfortable, but simply because there's growth and expansion happening there. And so it inherently feels and can feel a little uncomfortable. And so often, like when that fear comes up, we're like, oh, I was wrong. I shouldn't do this thing. I'm not ready. When really the fear is just rising so that you can release it because this fear cannot move forward with you into this new dimension of life, right? If you imagine like raising your vibration, imagine yourself as this balloon, you have to release the weight that is no longer serving you in in order to be able to rise. So like those doubts, those fears, those limiting beliefs that are coming up, that are being triggered, they're not necessarily a sign that you're not ready or that you're doing something wrong or that this isn't the right next step. They're more often a sign and a signal of like, ooh, time to heal this, time to release this so that I can move forward. That hit me right in the heart. Like I have little tears in my eyes because Mm -hmm sort of, I feel like this is becoming the theme of the episode is like, you don't have to sort of like shut out or shut down or push down. And I just love the idea of what you said of things rising to the surface so that they can be released. Like personally, I have been dealing with a bunch of for for sure limiting beliefs and just sort of like general, like negative self-talk kind of. And I've sort of really been wondering like, okay, how am I going to I know it's a call to heal and on all of that, but it's like, okay, where do we go from here? And I just love the encouragement from you that it's rising so that it can go like, you know, in, in a really loving way. Ooh, that was so, so, so good. And, and thank you so much for that. Um, wow. Love that. I'm just going to sort of marinate in that for a second because it feels very freeing. And I think a lot of listeners are going to feel the same way. Um, yeah. yeah. And like, if I can name one more thing too, like, well, yeah, is that like for any of you who are like, okay, I want to try tapping through this. Right. I I've seen this over and over again. When someone tries to like tap through something and they're like, um, you know, I'm going to release this. I'm going to release this before they're actually ready. It just creates more resistance. Like it just, that, that, that fear clings tighter or that, that belief, whatever, like it, it creates this more like I can't let go. Whereas instead, when we say things while tapping, like it's safe to trust that, that I will release this when I'm ready, or it's it's safe for me to wait until I feel ready. It's safe to know that I will feel ready, right? Like, and really wait until you're like, mm, mm-hmm, my nervous system feels calm. I feel calm. It's safe to let this go. Like the energy just transforms. Like it literally, I've just like seen the most beautiful like experiences or like heard from people having the most beautiful experiences when they do this, because I swear to you, it transforms. Like it just completely changes shape and changes color and they feel lighter because trying to push away is like the same as resistance, you know? Mm. So like for anyone who's like going to try tapping through something like that, just know that like, don't force it, like wait until you're ready. And I promise it will transform because that's, that's why it's rising. It will it will shift and it will change and you will feel lighter and you will no longer feel trapped by it. 
when we're not trying to like force it. Oh, yes, absolutely. I feel like that's like a great general life lesson too. Like when we're trying to force, 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 Mm. instead of that, like letting go and releasing and allowing the two of my favorite words, release and allow. Yeah. So totally, totally resonate with that. And, and what you just said leads perfectly into um, my next question, which is just if someone's looking to start their own tapping routine or like they kind of want to start tapping to they're inspired by this episode, where where can they start? Mm, there's so many places where one could start. So trust your intuition. For some people, a really nice place to begin is with like guided tapping videos. You can find tons on YouTube, on TikTok. I share lots on my own channels. Because as you do that, you're going to get familiar with the points. You're going to get familiar with the experience, right? But the one thing that I would caution you there is like, don't get too caught up in like, oh my gosh, I have to use these very same words. And also you may notice in a tapping script that someone like says something that you're like, well, that doesn't totally feel true for me, right? Um, So change it up, make it your own. And also one of the most simple and like powerful ways to just get started is just combining tapping with breath. Mm -hmm. So you can do this if you're using tapping for something like I'm feeling really anxious or overwhelmed or stressed right now or scared right now, simply tap, taking one breath on each point as you tap through the points. Um, You can also do this. So we can do that to like calm, you know, in moments of like heightened stress, but you can also do this when you're intentionally wanting to tune in, to go within, to connect with soul, with intuition, to get clear on what's my purpose. So maybe you're wanting a more, you know, magical spiritual experience, like grab your journal, grab something like write down a question. What's your intention? Like, what do you want to know? What do you want answers or clarity around tap through the points, just breathing one breath, each point move through a couple rounds until you feel your body just like really like begin to like melt and soften and then like slow down into this meditation and notice the answers that flow to you and through you. So that's a really simple way, like free of words that like literally anyone can do. Like, even if they're like, I don't know what to say, you know, where do I begin? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea of, of like a tapping meditation. So cool. So, so cool. I have absolutely loved this conversation. I have one last question for you, which is the classic opening the door question, which I ask everybody. And it is this, what can someone who's listening right now do in their life to open their door a little bit more to their natural intuitive abilities? Mm, If I only could say one thing, Mm, okay, it changed for me. You're here, you're listening to this episode for some rhyme or reason, like you found your way here. So my one invitation would be to start tapping because I do think it's just like one of the most powerful practices that we as spiritual humans and workers and teachers and leaders and guides can be using. And so if you, for some reason, through the magic of the universe and life found your way here, then just really take this as your sign to start tapping, to explore this practice, because it really is such a beautiful funnel into cultivating that connection with yourself and releasing all that's in the way. Love it. Lauren, thank you so, so, so much for being here. This has been just such a lovely conversation and there's so much good little golden nuggets of knowledge in here that I'm so excited for, for people to hear. So thank you so, so much. Thank you. This has been so fun getting to chat with you. I'm like, did we just time travel? Because that happened so quickly. I know. So good. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
If you love the podcast and listen on Apple, please be sure to rate and leave a review. If you want more from Opening the Door, follow along on Instagram at Opening the Door Podcast. Have a question about psychic work or psychic development? Email openingthedoorpodcast at gmail.com and you might have your question included in one of our future Q&A episodes.